0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, another beautiful day in the studios in Florida before we bring our guest in for this groundbreaking, I'm going to say groundbreaking episode. We'll get into that later. But James, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm good. It's, we got a cold front came in today. Um, I feel like Stuart Salter's up there in, in D.C. just freezing. You know, I need my my petticoat, I think. I don't know. Do we have petticoats? Is that a thing anymore?
0: I, I think that was in the uh, 1800s, but we'll just leave mm-hmm. it alone.
1: The overcoat. Now it's cold here in Texas today. Thankful for natural gas. Absolutely. Thank you very much. How about that for a plug, Stuart?
2: <laughs> I like it. Product He's always placement. down.
1: Stuart uh, Salter's joining us again. Um, is this two or three, Stuart? I can't remember. I was trying to... It seems this like we spent two. a lot of time together.
0: Is
1: that yeah. it? Just two? Yeah. Hmm. We won't talk about that, though. I thought, I thought this was the record breaker. Uh, Stuart joins us again. Always, always a pleasure, sir. How are you today?
2: I'm good. I am good. So it is actually a warm day in D.C. So. Switch,
1: switched wallets there, I see. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm glad somebody... Well, here's the funny thing, and it's totally Texas. Is yesterday it was seventy one. Saturday it was eighty three, and today it feels like nineteen.
0: That's a drop. So that's, that's a, a pretty
1: big one. Yeah. So, uh, man, welcome back to the show. I think yes. uh, we've got some cool topics. We were again the the pre shows where it's at always, uh, but we can't ever share that. You know, maybe later we'll bring it behind the scenes. But uh, in the pre-show, I was excited about some of the topics. Jimmy, you want to just trot us on down the line?
0: I would love to. And actually, we're going to get into a subject uh, that's on a lot of people's minds right now. And uh, it's, I would call it the natural gas market and the impact that it's having on, you know, public gas utilities. And anybody that's been looking at the news, whether it's natural gas, whether it's crude, whether it's whatever, a lot of people are seeing a lot of uncertainty. And today... In early March, we were, uh, we just popped above, opened this morning at 501 for an M, which is a thousand cubic feet of natural gas, dropped a little bit down to 488, but we're seeing a lot of fluctuations and we're seeing a lot of that. Stuart, the impact that that is having on our public utilities and municipalities, thoughts about that? What are, what are, what are folks doing about that?
2: Yeah, just a couple of quick thoughts and again, always enjoy being on with y'all. Enjoy the conversation, enjoy the coffee. Maybe. But I think, yeah, I don't know, I like the mug. Good like, pro- you guys are good at weird. the product placement, you know, I'll natural you gas, what. coffee
0: mug. It's All weird
1: out. if you go to Jimmy's house just for, you know, lunch or dinner or something, he has that on the wall. I think it's just strange in his kitchen. It never comes down. He's in his dining room. The kitchen's over there. Oh.
0: So I'm like in a vestibule looking out into the yard. Or Uh, The lanai. Lanai.
1: Sorry, Stuart. That's where we have a plan to these things. (laughs)
2: That's all right. Now, so the couple of points I wanted to make on this particular topic when it comes to natural gas markets is, and maybe just one point to foot stomp it's just the difference of the public utility versus the investor-owned utility. There are a couple of gas co-ops, but, and they would probably fall into this bucket too. It's just the resources that our members have and just yep. the challenge it is to manage, keep in costs low, which is their goal, which is their aim, but just managing that with all the volatility of the market. And we didn't, And like I said, we didn't ask for it. I think when you think about what's happening, you know, in Ukraine and Russia, there's just all these things that impact the markets. And so I think for us, we like to talk about and work with policymakers on how can you make it as stable as you can kind of take out some of that volatility and that's kind of the goal and, and one of the topics we've been working one of the things we've been working on these past few weeks just is, it just seems to be a lot of volatility in the markets.
1: Well, Stuart, when we first talked about this, um, this was a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, the war hadn't broke out over there. So we were just talking about the volatility. You know, and I think leading up to it, you know, we kind of, you know, partially knew what might might be going on so some of it was that but it was kind of timely i mean we go back and think about having that conversation two weeks ago and then now we're having the conversation on the show um is it a little bit of just we just got to weather the storm a little bit or is it you know like you said is there anything you know really other than keep your eyes open and get through it
2: so i think there is some opportunity for the U.S. to take a look at how much gas they produce, natural gas they produce. I think there's probably some opportunity for us as a country to think about our policies and its impacts on natural gas production. And so that would be the one part I encourage folks to look at. I think there, there was actually an incident in January where the commodity exchange the nymex saw some funky market activity yeah and so i think that is also an opportunity for policymakers to look at and say hey you know again like i said recognizing that there's things you can do as a utility you can hedge prices you yep. can go into long term contracts prepays is a term tossed about these days. And so there are tools, but just recognize, like I said, our members may not have the resources to employ some of those big complex gas buying
0: strategies. Yeah. And I, you know, from my past, like my center point energy days, I, I know that we were very robust with having a lot of hedges and then all the way down to GDD, gas daily, daily, and buying it that way, spot market and then blending them together but, and also a lot of people don't really realize too is that for lack of a better term gas for utilities municipalities is a pass through the money's made on the transportation of the gas mm. you know for the most part so a lot of people say oh natural gas prices are going up you utilities must like it and we're like no we really don't <laughs> because when the gas prices go up you take your thermostat and you turn it down because it's really expensive I mean, you know, uh, $2 an M, $1.80 an M, you know, that's, that's good for everybody. And, you know, the return for the, uh, you know, the utilities, lack of a better term is, you know, on the throughput. So anyways, it's just a little bit there. I I think it is a a fascinating subject. I think it definitely warrants people to uh, become consciously competent to understand all that's involved with, or at least a little bit of it, that there's a lot of yeah Evan flows to it and a lot of uh, connecting the dots because it's not just the things that are happening in the gulf states that are feeding a lot of this it is a worldwide market especially lng you know when was... we have we have tankers being you know shipped overseas those are done on contracts those are businesses and what they contracted a year or two years ago They still have to hold forward, so all of a sudden we're sending LNG over. But, anyways, it's a it's a interesting, very interesting topic. Look at James; he's like, "Oh, here they go; they're gonna." I've never felt. I I think that's probably enough because you know, Stuart and I could probably go for three hours on that subject.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll be honest; I I I have no clue what you're talking about, Um, (laughs) but I'm honest and I'm learning. Um, I'll listen to y'all. I just, I could not get in that conversation. Y'all, y'all are, okay. y'all are professionals. one more,
2: one more I got to throw in sure there just because sure. you mentioned the LNG and, and yes. maybe you need to take another break, James, uh, so Jim and I can talk. <laughs> 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 so, you know, APJ's actually had a little bit of a change of heart when it comes to LNG when the big LNG export started going out, I guess, I guess that was around the shell boom, right? 2012 or so yeah. APG actually was not as supportive of LNG exports, just knowing that that's going to have a impact on prices here domestically. Since then we've recognized there's plenty of natural gas to go around. So let's all just use it both domestically and internationally because it's clean. And so if we as a world are going to meet some of our environmental goals, wouldn't you rather use natural gas? Um, but now it's almost, we're, we're almost having to rethink, I don't, we're not going to go against LNG exports just because of that environmental benefit, the affordability, you know, countries, third world countries, wouldn't you rather have natural gas versus, you know, wood <laughs> yeah, or, or coal or whatever uh, that they're using. And so, But yeah, but we want to have the conversation with policymakers to say, send it overseas, but recognize if you're not producing enough here domestically, you're going to impact price for Americans. Mm -hmm. And so let's let's all have a part. You know, there's plenty to go around, pass it to everybody. And so, yeah, we just want to make sure that folks don't lose sight of the importance of LNG exports and helping countries and also geopolitical diplomacy but also we need gas here too natural
0: gas here we do well said
1: wow all right well, come s- back well Stuart. come on well, in um, james <laughs> hey guys uh fascinating i mean really i mean i am learning i'm, a, I'm an open book there I, I think everybody knows that um it's interesting for me to hear you know that's things that i have no clue about that are going on that that is very very important so hey guys let's take a quick break um and we'll come right back
0: sounds good coffee time
2: hey y'all Stuart salters from the american public gas association here i'm grateful to jim james and the coffee with jim and james team for letting me drop in i want to tell you some exciting news that will impact the public natural gas utilities across the country last november President Biden signed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which enacted a $1 billion grant program. This money will be just for municipal or community-owned utilities to repair, rehabilitate, or replace distribution pipelines, or to acquire equipment, with the goal being to 1. reduce incidents and fatalities, and 2. avoid economic losses. The Notice of Funding Opportunity, sometimes called NOFO, is yet to be issued and probably won't for a few more months, but because it was in the legislation, we do know what Fimsa will be considering in the applications. Uh, 1. The risk profile of the existing pipeline system, including the presence of pipe prone to leakage. 2. The potential of the project for creating jobs three the potential for benefiting disadvantaged rural and urban communities and four economic impact or growth myself and my APGA colleagues are communicating frequently with the FEMSA team to make sure this grant program is a success be on the lookout for more from us until then go to apga.org for the latest if you have any questions or want to talk more won't try to give you my email address Uh, too many opportunities for mistakes with my name being spelled weird plus my southern accent so just message me on LinkedIn and we can connect that way again thanks to Jim and James for letting me get this message out about this great opportunity to improve our country's pipeline infrastructure making it safer for the public and the
0: environment Uh, take care y'all Well,
1: we're back. James, what was that? Hey, man. That was, uh, so I, this is going to sound really funny and pretentious, but I kind of see this as the kickoff of season three of our show, which again, sounds really pretentious Stuart, welcome to season three. It's, it's not like Ozark or, or anything like that. It's not as, you know, dark and, and dirty as that. It's, it's really what what we're doing is we are changing up the show a little bit and what we thought about this past year is how can we really do a better job for our industry out there you know it was great what we created but you know there's a ton of podcasts there's a ton of content out there we can do all that but what what how could we give back to our industry And we thought about we can donate our time and our audience to um causes that we really need to be promoting. And so the, one of the first people we th- thought about was Stuart and APGA over there and really shining a light. Um, these are no way ads. Um, our goal is to really shine a light in our industry where it needs to be. And so that was our first one. That's our first attempt at it. We'll see how good we get at it. All right, Stuart, Stuart studied all day that day and delivered it like a pro. Just like he needed to, just like he was called upon.
0: Yeah, and let me just add, you know, we did this special day with Stuart in the middle there, but going in the future, we could have two totally separate guests could be. You bet. And
1: so, so our goal is to again, not it may not even have one for every episode, but but to make them special so that APGA has a platform, or AGA, or SGA, or whatever. So whoever needs. Um, a message put out and really put it in front of folks. So we're happy to work with Stuart on the first one. Man, record-breaking, groundbreaking content, Stuart.
2: I'm just impressed. Y'all got three seasons. Nobody's canceled you.
1: I'll tell you what, having been someone who's been seen every one of them myself, um, (laughs) I can't feel (laughs) that's exactly how I feel.
2: No, well, I do appreciate the platform and the opportunity to get the message out, both through the little groundbreaking clip, mm-hmm. as well as in this longer episode, expound a little bit on that FEMSA grant program, which I highlighted for y'all in that little clip. Um, it is a great opportunity. I think when you look at the ways public utilities can get funds to repair their infrastructure, to improve it, make it safer, make it more environmentally friendly. There's not a lot. Um, And so having the government partner with us, extend the opportunity to get money, it's awesome. And so we're definitely working hard to educate our members on that opportunity, let them know what's out there, There's not a lot that they can do right now. We're all kind of waiting on FEMSA to issue the notice of funding opportunity. But when that comes out, it's going to be a mad rush to get applications in. I will say one of the things we tell our members and hopefully some utilities are watching uh, us on this podcast and are listening, let them, you know, help them understand that be thinking about projects that you could use this money for. Uh, is there a pipe replacement project, you know, cast iron? And that's kind of the, the, the term tossed around the most, but there's early vintage plastics that you could apply, use this money for to replace. There's bare steel, uncoated steel. So think about those projects and be thinking about what work, you know, pre-work that you could do. Um, couple of the criteria that the government is looking at is, is this pipe in low-income areas, you know, or does it service low-income customers? Is it in a rural, like a more rural place or a more urban place, which I guess that's everywhere, (laughs) but that's what they put in the bill. Uh, That's what they put in the legislation. And so, so kind of be thinking about that, be thinking about, are there jobs that could be created by you getting this money to execute these projects, Um, And then also, too, one of the things that's in the bill, I think FEMSA and and I think most people are wanting to use the money to replace pipe. But there's also another caveat to the bill, in the bill, in the legislation that says our purchase equipment. And so be thinking about ways that you could use this grant money to purchase equipment to meet that specification or those characters that they list out, you know, help the economy, you know, avoid incidents and fatalities, help the environment. I know I know, it's burdensome to apply for a grant, some paperwork you got to do, hopefully not a lot, but, and that's what we're working with FEMSA to make sure it's not a lot, but, um, but at the same time, I've definitely told people, if you've got an idea, you're willing to put in a little bit of work, go for it. You know, what's the yeah. what's the worst that can happen? They tell you no.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let me ask you just a clarifying question. So this has passed. So this is something that is passed, and it's just now in the details. And second question is, how much money are we talking about in this whole uh, bucket, so to speak?
2: Yeah, no. So it has passed. This was in the bill that President Biden signed last November. So the money is out there. Yeah and that you know there's wonky terms authorized appropriated needless oh. to say it's out there it's ready to be spent um okay. and so it's a billion dollars so 200 um, million with a b b billion. With a b billion billion
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: uh-huh wow yeah so 200 million uh for 5 years okay and and it's You know, sure, we can probably, I know, Jim, you definitely can think about the utilities that can spend that much, not a billion, but spend a lot of money replacing cast iron pipe or replacing pipe. Um, But and so each utility, the most they can get is one hundred and twenty five million. And so to me.
1: (laughs) Still, right. right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think to me, there's there's a handful of utilities that can spend that much money. Um, but there's still a handful that don't need that much. And I think there's enough, maybe I'm naive even saying this, but there's enough to go around and to make a really good improvement to, to really improve our nation's infrastructure, especially in the utility space.
1: And Stuart, one last, one last question on that. Um, just, it made me think. So, So, obviously, the... almost need to think of this like a project you know project by project basis because it could be other things within that project that is funded under it as well or is it only like the pipe i mean in other words if i'm doing a pipe replacement is it all things around that project that could be covered or is it only the equipment used in it or could it be the services and other things like on a project by project basis Think and that's probably trouble. the little bit of yeah. we don't know yet.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean details to be worked out. I think again, cool. I mean, it, go for it. And that's what uh, I've right. our members to do is is put it in there and it's include engineering costs, include GI, mm. you know, I new
1: mean, hires, be, right. Yeah. Whatever resources you need to get. That's what I was that's what I was wondering. I'm familiar with grants and, and other spaces and areas so again to me it's always like by project a little bit you know we're going to do this project here or this series of projects and here's what we need to accomplish it and it's kind of more bundled in very cool yeah
2: yeah. one of the one of the things i was going to say real fast was having a conversation with a couple of folks is maybe you need to improve your gis to help show this grant money is going to help this part of your county. Well, that costs money to improve GIS, but so you, you invest in that. Now you're fortunate to get the grant program. So the money you would have had to spend on replacing the pipe, as an example, you can help shift that over to fix your GIS and get it up to snuff. And now you've got the federal government helping you out, actually replace the project. So looking holistically at a budget as a city, I think is a better way to think about it. Than so maybe.
1: they just call you directly, Stuart, and you work these grants up. How do they find out more?
2: <laughs> no, no. We're going to help as much as we can, just as a trade association, and Not just bad. recognizing resources are limited. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's your city. You know, you're going to have to put in a little yeah. bit of elbow grease, uh, get that application submitted. But by all means, we, we want to be resourceful, uh, point yeah. people to the right direction. But yeah city's yeah. got to apply for it
1: huge opportunity and jimmy if that doesn't make sense of why this was the first yeah. of, of that spotlight it's that we did work. i mean really when i heard stewart and i had a meeting i don't know months ago and he's i said man if you had just two minutes to tell the world something and he goes man i got it I mean, so it, it, and then it, it, when i heard about it i was like we're gonna need a little bit more than two minutes yeah. but
0: <laughs> I, I uh, think it's it,
1: a good place to start
0: I think, I think a couple takeaways, just to wrap, wrap that one up. Uh, the membership of the APGA, you know, uh, the value of learning about these through the membership and being members and all that. And I'll have to say from my perspective, I have never heard of an operator from coast to coast, top to bottom that has ever said to me, My system is perfect. I never. I don't need any upgrades.
1: I don't need any more resources.
0: Well, so anyways, I, again, uh, encourage all the audience that is applicable to reach out. And Stuart, I
1: I just think about all the projects that are already planned for the next five years, you know, at places. And you're like, "Um, would you like help to pay for those that you're already (laughs) planning to do? Or do you just want to write that check yourself? So, you know, I think of those that are just one-to-one kind of thing so that's man what an awesome opportunity
0: yeah a lot of the a lot of the projects are you know in a rate case or rate base so i mean this is a good thing all the way through to the constituents that are actually paying the the
1: Stuart, do you want to come back once a month and talk about this program <laughs> uh, i can well, right. well i gotta we'll i gotta
2: i gotta correct jim though because mm. our guys are not for i do profit. that all the time so we oh. don't we don't get the rates we don't yeah, get the rates. No, rate I'm cases. sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I'm so. sorry.
0: I, I'm a <laughs> uh, twisted utility, Jimmy ex-recovering mm. investor utility. I'm sorry. That's what yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for. Over we'll we'll pray for you. We'll pray for oh, you. No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have an APBA sign up right here that I go to it every day and I give it a little. Uh,
1: Just kidding. We uh, love all operators.
0: Yes.
2: No.
1: Absolutely. At I, a goofy world, map <laughs>
2: No, I uh, I definitely appreciate the investor-owned utilities. Just it is a little different from the mm-hmm. structure, and I think you know, and no doubt there we do have a handful of public utilities that are governed by PUCs. But I think that whole not-for-profit thing is universal. Oh, but yeah. I think I think too the point being is you got a thirty-year plan to replace all your cast iron pipe, or hopefully sooner than mm-hmm. that. But yeah. thirty, for, for instance, now you get this money you can either use the money you were going to use 30 years to do double, you know, so you short yep. it down to 15 or, are you just, you know, finish faster. Eat whatever Some of that
1: do. cost. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some of your on ramps a little bit, you know, uh, nicer because you, you can spend 125000 <laughs> I mean, million dollars on. Yeah. Wow.
0: James, we cool. use a little bit of that, but anyways, Let let me uh, advance. I I have a topic that's been on my mind for a while, and I think Stuart and I could probably geek out on it for a little bit. If you've been on any news platform anywhere, whether it's LinkedIn or one of the news outlets, you see a lot of things referring to RNG, renewable natural gas. And I would say as a total, um, I would say a lot of the people just don't understand it. So Stuart, can you uh, bring RNG, renewable natural gas, into the conversation or help the audience understand exactly what that means. And let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah.
2: And just thinking back about the previous topic, the grant, you know, the pipeline modernization, the grant to help improve the pipeline system, this RNG topic is so, is related because if you see our utility infrastructure as moving natural gas and in the future, natural gas now, and then these lower carbon fuels like RNG, like potentially hydrogen, then investing in that asset now is so critical. And so RNG is, I called it a lower carbon fuel. That's kind of a, the term tossed about because what it is, is it's, it's captured. Methane captured mostly CH4, or it can be cleaned up to be CH4 from waste. Yep. And so there's multiple feedstocks out there that can be captured, cleaned up, and then
1: injected into the pipeline. Can you break those down, Stuart? Give us some examples. Some yeah. of us that aren't as smart as you and Jim, or as that, you know, as
0: Stewart. as Stewart.
2: as <laughs> So I'd say the big ones and kind of the ones that we're keeping an eye on because it it just makes sense for our members is one, agriculture. Yep. And so if you think about, you know, cows, chickens, pigs, um, there's all kinds of waste from those, you know, either making milk from a dairy cow or making beef or pork, True. chicken and the reason I think that makes sense for our members is because a lot of our members are located in rural parts of our country and that's where there just happens to be a lot more agriculture and so right down the road is a is a you know chicken plant or or a you know
0: pork producer can I hey, can I throw one at you too even on the uh, vegetable side when I ran the uh, food and kindred portion up in the upper midwest the Amount of waste that comes from just a corn packing plant. Mm. You have to think about it, you know, millions of years of corn go through it. the husk gets taken off and gets dumped. And yep. they were actually years ago, this is 10, 12, 15 years ago, they were looking yep. at ways to back actually tap into that and put that back into the grid. And then there's you know a few challenges with, but even in the vegetable side,
2: yeah. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, and all that's waste, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're taking that, that would just be methane emitted, CH4 emitted as it breaks down, capturing that, you know, yes, you have to invest a little bit, you have to put in some digester, some equipment to clean that up, but once you do, it's natural gas, it's what you're burning in your home right now. And so you kind of take out a loop, you know, if you want to call it that, take out a step by adding a few but but essentially you're reusing stuff that would be wasted
1: give me another one
2: the other one or a couple other is so um, water and wastewater and so if you have you know your wastewater gets sent to somewhere sometimes it sits in a pond as it sits you get gases trickle off the top so let's capture that uh, clean it up, and reuse it. Again, it makes sense for an APGA member because our members are munis, municipal
1: yeah. utilities. There may be a charge of that as well,
2: right? Exactly. Yeah, you got your buddy down the hall that's over the water department. Just talk to him. Uh, and then there's also municipal solid waste or trash. And yep. so, again, often Landfalls. a part of a city yeah. utility. Yeah, and so just, you know, capture the gases off those landfill, clean, landfills, clean them up, I think the cool thing, and, and Jim, this may get you, make sure you get your gears going. But uh, what do you think about garbage trucks? There's a lot of garbage trucks that have natural gas engines, yes. and so you're powering the garbage truck with the garbage.
1: And that's a that's a whole new segment, Stuart. Right now, you know, we're seeing, and I know some of it's not fully new. Jim talks about it all the time, um, but you know, some of the. The past year was, the agendas were full of people talking about just that, right? I mean, bringing a back truck in and, and pulling that and recapturing it, mm-hmm. you know, using it to fuel their trucks, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. We've got companies that are coming out that can help people get there. Mm-hmm. And again, when I think about that, Stuart, at our pro- as a project, you know, I'm looking at a project and I can come back and say, I'm going to add these services in to recapture here you know, and work that into my grant. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I've got those. You know, that ability to to meet my goals as well, and I was going to do the work already. You know, I, that's where I think you can get a little creative too in this space. Not creative. That sounds bad. No, no, or, I, I think you're right. I was of the, the, the notch, system. And-
0: I'm just going to add in, I just want to, the landfills, you know, in, in Florida, they're called mountains because that's about the only mountains in Florida, right? In <laughs> southern Florida. Gross. And every night when you drive by them, you see flares burning. Uh-huh. And, a, and a big landfill can produce 2,000 oh, M a day, 3,000 M a day, potentially. I mean, that's enough to heat like a Minnesota home, you know, 20 Minnesota homes for a whole year. I mean, that's a lot of natural, or methane, we'll call it. So if it can be put in a usable form, uh, captured and put into the grid, wow, what, what a win-win, you know, we're getting off that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I get frustrated with just the rhetoric of no longer needing pipelines, no longer needing utilities, no longer, you know, needing that utility asset because the gas utility, because there's so much potential, and and we need to invest
1: in infrastructure that infrastructure. Yeah, I mean.
2: yeah. And so why not take something that would just be emitted and reuse it? You know, they're, they're of course I'm not going to deny you do get emissions from combusting because it's a thermal application. But at the same time, there's also scientific data that shows CO two is not as harmful as methane. Um, and so let's let's take the methane out of the air or potentially. Yeah. Out, and put it to
0: use.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say last year, I've never seen a topic on more agendas. Oh, and ever. even the on-ramp of this year and the committees I work in and boards that I sit on, like, I'm seeing it again this year. Like everyone is talking about this topic. So, um, you know, we're down, down the road to Stuart. Um, our time has come to an end, uh, but uh, before we go, I just wanted to kind of give you the spot. I mean, this to be.
0: <laughs> did you freeze up on us? I think he did. Stuart, I'm going to jump in. We're having a little technical difficulty, but Stuart, we are wrapping up. You have the floor. Is there anything you want to give it all away? Say something to the audience. Uh, In any capacity, the the, the stage is yours, sir.
2: Yeah, so I should have prepped better for this. I've seen some of the latest episodes with y'all and know this is what you do here to close things out. But I will say, I think just to further distinguish public utilities in the utility sector and just recognize that We are not for profit. And so when you think about that market instability, recognize that our goal is to keep cost, you know, keep natural gas cost at cost. You know, not there's no need to go above and beyond because we're not for profit. And so we're trying to do the best we can to recognize let's keep. The markets as stable as we as we can, and then also too, kind of along those same lines, is we want to be a part of that clean energy future solution. So we want to have the assets. We want we appreciate the federal government willing to invest in our assets um, to transport natural gas now, transport RNG, transport potentially hydrogen, and so I think. I have enjoy working for APGA because of our members, because of the, the the quality of our members, just their their desire to just treat their customers right and treat yeah. them well. And so I'm happy to support that and appreciate you guys letting me share that message. Always,
0: always.
1: Sorry, guys. I got a little excited and left early.
0: That's, oh, no, no, no. You're all right. You're all right.
1: Sometimes I hit the wrong button.
0: <laughs> you're back folks, brother. brothers are back
1: Stuart thanks thanks for joining us today
0: absolutely
1: always a pleasure man
0: always yes. thank you we will uh, see you again soon on here Stuart thank you for joining us today we'll see you next week on Cock with Jim and James until then stay safe
1: this is where okay. we dance out Stuart we all I dance. dance oh Jimmy doesn't we it's, just watched. it's awkward just for a minute